You're listening to The 98 Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The 98 Podcast. I'm your host, Karen. And today I'm joined by Isis, who's the editor-in-chief of Isis Nicole Magazine, aka The In Mag. Welcome to the show, Isis. Hello, thanks for having me today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Isis McColl, and a uh, quick little intro about me. I am the editor-in-chief, as you said, of the NMAG, uh, which is an abbreviation for my first in my, I have two middle names, so one of my middle names. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we basically just talk about fashion, music, entertainment, arts and culture, and little niche things that I'm into, like now art. What else? Yeah, I'm from Ohio. I'm 31. And yeah, just really excited to be on this podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to chat with you further. For more information on ISIS and today's topic, please follow them on Instagram at the underscore in mag and follow us on Instagram at 98.podcast. Check out their website, check out our website. You can connect with us on LinkedIn and everything will be linked in the description of this episode. So let's get started. So could you go over like, where are you from again? And are you currently in California or on the West Coast? Yeah, I'm currently in California. So I was born oh, and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, oh. And then after graduating high school, I moved to Chicago for college. And I studied at Columbia College, Chicago. And how I ended up there was like, I took some kind of quiz that matched me with it. And I was just like, all right. And I found out Kanye went there and at the time his album Graduation had just come out, which was very influential. I was, you know, easily, I was an impressionable teenager. (laughs) So that's why I took the chance, but it ended up being a great opportunity. It was a great four years. I did drop out, Hmm. but it was still, I, I still feel like I got the most out of it. And I don't know. Sometimes I consider going back, but then I'm like, eh, whatever. I just want to pay off these student loans and be done with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it took a while to get to where I am now, which is in tech. But um, I would say that I made the most of all the opportunities that I had at the time. Like, and even today, I'm pretty resourceful woman. And that's just how I've always been. I'm pretty creative and Yeah, so that's what I was doing. Oh, but as far as what I was studying there, it was journalism. I was into, I wanted to do magazines because again, being impressionable, watching too much TV and movies, uh, you would see people like um, in the show, Moesha, she used to write for a magazine called, uh, I believe it it was Vibe, which I will also collect at the time. Mm -hmm. I always collected magazines from Teen Vogue to Nylon, um, Double XL, Complex, like it was a variety of magazines, Fruits from Japan. I was a big mm-hmm. magazine fan. So yeah, did, did, I did journalism and uh, have a print background. They would mostly focus on like hard news. So I never got to do entertainment in the way that I wanted to in school. Mm-hmm. But that's where having a blog came in handy. I started a Tumblr and I would just um, find artists that I was into to interview. Mm-hmm. That would be like Iggy Azalea back in the day, like Ooh. before she was super big or, you know, still mm-hmm. doing her new classic stuff um, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was there? Who else was there? Um, I can't really name drop too many. Melody Asani, <laughs> she's a fashion designer um, and I believe the creative director of 
Mm, I don't want to get the brand wrong, but mm. one of the brands <laughs> that's like in streetwear right now. So I've you know I've been pretty fortunate being able to reach out to people um, just on my own free will and like free time and having them you know take a chance on telling their story to someone like me. And then I got a little bit paranoid with like you know what would happen if this platform disappeared. I need something tangible to you know, preserve this and to keep it going. So, and I already had a love for magazines, but that's what kind of like really kicked it up a notch where I'm like, okay, I need, I need a hard copy of this just in case um, this kind of platform, because I've seen a lot of websites come and go that were once mm -hmm. like super popular. And then like, you can't find anything anymore as far as like blogs and stuff. I used to use Zanga, which is aging myself, but yeah, that like doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Um, okay. So things like that. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing about that. I'm glad that you were able to interview so many people, you know, before they did like pop off and, you know, become really internationally known. And thank you for being here and giving me the opportunity with you. So yeah. crossover. <laughs> um, so with your background in journalism, is that what had you take that step to move to California or is this more of a recent thing that you decided to do? Yeah, so how I ended up in California was just, it, it got really tough for me in Chicago. Uh, after living there for a very long time, I was extremely underweight. I was like working at Chipotle and dog walking and just very not, I just wasn't myself anymore. Um, I was also like nannying and it was just a very like toxic like household and stuff. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I need to go home, which my mom moved from Ohio to California. So I ended up moving back in with her and just like starting over. Okay. But that was like the reset that I needed to get back on track. And I got lucky because there was a family like that was kind of across the street from my mom who I was able to nanny for. So I could still, you know, figure out a way to support myself and okay. have time to do the magazine. And I've always wanted to balance like what, motherhood would look like and being an editor. Um, mm -hmm. So I would take that opportunity to get the practice that I needed, like how to, you know, engage with children. And I used to watch three of them while also like planning uh, editorial and stuff like that. You know, it's different mm -hmm. when it's, you know, they're not your children, but you know, I still had some responsibilities, like taking them to their dentist appointments, picking them up, dropping them off, you know, to school, taking them to the park, making sure mm -hmm. they're fed all that kind of stuff. But me and the parents worked well together as well. So it wasn't too bad. But that's yeah, how I ended up in California was um, basically it was a it was a reset coming back home. And I was using Tinder at the time too. So I met a man. <laughs> and uh, that's actually how I met my husband. And oh, wow. um, yeah, we're okay. married now. <laughs> I know it's like, what? Nice. But, um, okay. Yeah. So that's how that it all just ended up working out for the better, <laughs> but it yeah. took a long time to get to uh, where I am now. And honestly, without tech, I don't even know how I would manage to still be in California or in the Bay at least. So uh, yeah, that's how. Well, that's really interesting. So are you able to balance, I guess now it's different. Uh, I'm assuming you're not babysitting anymore or taking care yeah. of other people's kids, but are you, how was that balance? So do you think this is like a doable thing if you were to start a family? Oh, yeah. So that's the other thing. So I am pregnant. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. 
we just found out uh, the gender today. So that's why like, it was all, I was all over the place oh, this morning. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So it's, it's a lot, but I, it's what I wanted. It's a dream come true. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to figure it out. It is a lot. It is a lot, <laughs> uh, but you just have to get better at time management or I have to get better at uh, time management, knowing what I want to put my energy into and then what I need to like I'm like I'm sorry I can't really engage right now because I need to rest and like decompress and just get you know together get 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 my headspace and my body um prepared for whatever it is that is coming on my way so yeah definitely jumping into the inmag can you tell us a little bit more about it like how did this all begin begin yeah, so I started the NMAG in 2013, have previously worked on a different project that was focused around nail art that we that was in print, and I did a lot of the work. So I had already knew I was capable of running something in, independent because I had already had some experience um, right. prior to that. And so I just took all the skills that like every, all the energy and, and skills that I had gained in that the nail art world I just used for myself um and yeah that's how it basically it just started like that it was just because I knew I could I wish I had like a even better better answer but it's just like I I knew I was capable of it and um so from there um I I'm not a photographer or anything like that I still don't really have any um technical photo experience or anything like that but I know talented people and can you know pull their talents out of them and figure out a way to like curate it into the editorial so that it all makes sense sorry about all the texts that are coming in oh, no, you're... and so yeah so for issue one what I did was I would uh, I got some disposable cameras and I shipped them out to the contributors and let them know like this is the concept like this is the theme of the issue and I would give them like a layout of, or not a layout, I would give them a description of what I would want them to capture for their photo diary. And that was my creative way of, you know, just getting some content and getting the images to go with, with the, the zine as well. And I, I got the idea from a skate magazine that I used to read. Oh. I'm like, oh, so this is, it's manageable. So that's what I ended up doing at first. And then from there, contributing photographers liked it. And I was able to, you know, eventually reach out to them and give them, create mood boards. And um, yeah, we would come together. It would be a little bit more, it was a different collaboration with photographers and then with the stylists and makeup artists. And slowly it just started coming together with a team of people um, or a team of contributors. And that's how it all came together. Oh, wow. Okay. And which itch... uh... Which issue are you currently on? Oh, yeah. So our 10th issue is coming out pretty soon. Oh. I believe it drops on the 29th. I'm not sure when this will air, but by the time it comes out, I'm pretty sure the magazine will be yeah. out. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited. And our next cover star is a um, professional street car um, racer. Her name is Samantha Tan, and she's Chinese-Canadian. And um, she 
yeah it's incredible it was cool like this is a, this is our first time working with cars uh and I, I just I love the opportunity to do something new and fun um yeah yeah in this in the sports world too like motor motorsport this is all new for me so yeah I think I just saw a couple she just won a couple of championships yes I don't know I don't know what the award is called but I did see a lot of posts about her so that's so cool okay so do you like to is that one of your focus is around your magazine, um, highlighting different leaders or um, women achieving certain milestones or how, how, what's your approach in each edition maybe or, or in each issue? Yeah, so each issue, the theme, it's pretty personal. Um, so it usually starts with me, whatever it is that I'm going through. So for instance, issue one, I believe was inspired or something like that. And that just because like I was in an inspired headspace. One of the issues was in love because I thought I was in love at the time. There's been independent and all that kind of stuff. So for this theme, it's in between and I'm in between. I was in between, um, you know, going through a miscarriage and then moving and then a second pregnancy and my first marriage, all this stuff, like my first corporate job full time. So it's just like, I'm just, I'm just, in between stuff, <laughs> um, but you know, highs and lows that are a part of life. And so from there, I would, you know, reach out to contributors, let them know this is a theme and then we'll explore those topics like that. Um, and so I thought it was interesting with Samantha being that she was a full-time student throughout her whole um, motor, like her professional racing career too, which I thought was really like like mm -hmm. dang like how did you do that like how did yeah. you go through school manage to graduate and still like race <laughs> on right. top of that like change the course of history as an Asian uh, woman you know so mm -hmm. like yeah that's how it usually comes together I don't consider it to be you know a women's or men's focused thing it's really whoever <laughs> wants to talk to us for the most part, <laughs> whatever comes together. Um, but it's not super specific when it comes okay. to uh, identities and whatnot. Okay. But um, it, the, the niche part though is I do like to highlight uh, as far as race is concerned, I do like to highlight black and Asian voices um, within the editorial. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing about that. So with, um, did you say that this new, the 10th issue is gonna be dropping, is it November? Yes. November 29th. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure to get this out there before then. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And so, um, what, um, of the issues that you've worked on so far, what would you say is your favorite or which would you say is your favorite? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like a question. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. Which baby is your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I really don't have an answer for that. Like, yeah because each one is so different right. and like they each one represents just a, a special moment in time so I yeah. don't really have a favorite to be honest like I don't but I know that it was really cool um when I was living in New York with my husband um our I believe it was our eighth issue with Aaron Phillip and Raven Linnae. Um, that was really cool being able to stop in uh, the MoMA PS1 at the time and being able to like celebrate the new issue. Uh, we went to a, we, we had a party at a shop called The Break. 
So being able to be a part of a community in Brooklyn was, I thought was pretty cool. Um, it felt just really legit. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and I do miss that. I, I miss the social aspects of it, the community part, the like hanging out, mingling, interacting with each other, you know, the tangible experience. I do miss that. Whereas like, you know, we haven't really been, I haven't truly adapted to this virtual space. Um, I know people say like, you gotta get on TikTok and things like that, but I just, I'm old lady now, like I don't have it in me. <laughs> so we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see. But um, yeah, I, I still need to adjust to this new way of storytelling in digital formats. Gotcha. And so uh, what would you say were some challenges with over the years, maybe in the initial stages and then almost 10 years later, how, how have you, you know, what were those challenges and how have you kind of overcome them over the years? Yeah, some of the challenges I would say is just, you know, getting an audience or getting press, like feeling sometimes that you're not inside like it takes so long to get press it used to be really easy to get people to write up about the editorial and you know I'm trying to I do try my best to not take it so personally when things don't um work out but sometimes it I do take it personally because it's like I'm being vulnerable and I feel like I deserve to be uh I, like celebrated or I, I feel like you know this yeah. deserves some kind of acknowledgement um, but, you know, for whatever reason, and it might not even be personal at all, like, you know, it could be deadlines, people's bandwidth, you know, who, who knows what, but getting press is extremely hard. Um, so that has been an ongoing challenge. And so I think I just got to get more creative with the platforms that we reach out to, to try to promote the magazine. Of course, the word of mouth from our contributors is number one. And I love that. Like, I really appreciate that we have customers who return and, you know, have our magazine in their collection. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing that, you know, there's been um, museums that have reached out to us to, you know, stop the, the issue and keep it like oh, wow. to be okay. a part of, you know, those kind of archives. That's huge for me. Um, but yeah, the challenging part is just, you know, when you want attention from, a Condé Nast and they won't give it to you yeah. <laughs> but that's you know that's not even that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things so yeah um, yeah gotcha and kind of going off of that too I guess how do you define your success I'm just curious to see how other people have been defining it or thinking about it overall yeah it changes uh with age and just mm -hmm. different experiences um but how I define it or measure it is just by the opportunities that keep coming. So for instance, in 2019, I got a chance to go to Korea and Japan with my husband. And I worked with some contributors in both um, places and being able to interact like with people. So okay, let me go back. It's like yeah. <laughs> on Netflix, there's a show that is no longer anymore because of uh, death that happened, but it's called, it was called Terrace House. And I used to love that show. Like that was my favorite show. And um, 
someone from that show, I'm just like, oh my God, I wonder if I can get in contact with her. And I was able to, and we don't speak the same language at all, but it just worked out because, you know, like my friend was ended up being her friend. It was like one of those just oh. small world kind of connections. Okay. But things like that, it's like when I see something, like Beyonce says, like I see it, I want it, like, and then you like go for it basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's what success feels like to me. It's just like, like I got my eye on something. And I, I like go for it like that that's it like it's mine <laughs> like I okay. seize it um and each time I get to do stuff like that is pretty cool um the opportunity with Savage Fenty at the time was pretty cool just mm-hmm. you know at the, before I knew how to work LinkedIn like like it yeah I noticed now LinkedIn works for you best if you have a cosign um it just it works like that but without a cosign like it's kind of your it's crickets basically um yeah but yeah so before I had a cosign with my job um being on LinkedIn was just you know searching through the dark like just pitching to people hoping someone would open up a message and give me an opportunity and so that's how I was able to come in contact with someone at Savage Venti. Someone just took the opportunity to finally follow up on some emails and um, yeah, sent us some products and was able to, you know, share the story um, on their IG, the real, the reels kind of situation. Yeah. So like stuff like that, that's success to me. It's just like, yeah. I wanted it like, and I worked for it and like, I earned it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's how. So are there any, I know that you've worked with now Fenty and like a, a couple different cool brands. Do you have any other ones that were really impactful that you were just like, wow, this is really cool that I got the opportunity to work with them already. And are there any that in the future you're hoping to work with manifest yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Um, last year we did with Fila Japan, which was pretty cool. Oh. And like, that was amazing. Cause again, it's like, I don't speak Japanese, <laughs> but I've really tried my best to use Google Translate to like try to get the message across. And then they're like, okay, we get it. And then we'll find <laughs> a translator. And then we're all, we're all set. But it was amazing. And the person, um, his name's Massa, he was the photographer for the, the, the shoot. He traveled from Osaka to Tokyo, which I thought was so like amazing. It's like, we're total strangers. You're going to take an hour long train just to, you know, do this photo shoot. But that's the kind of like trust and, you know, support that we have where just people are just down. Like, so I do appreciate that. It's, it's cool. It's just cool. Um, I wish it was like all the time, but it's not, it's not not all the time like this, but when, when it does go smooth, it's amazing. And who I would like to work with, honestly, like Hulu, I would love to do something with a show called Pin 15. I think that that would be amazing like yeah that's what I would like to get into like a tv series of some sort yeah that would be really cool awesome um so kind of going back to maybe changes that have happened with your magazine and yourself how do you think the pandemic really shifted things for yourself did you have to pivot did you or were you already digital so it wasn't much of a change or yeah um there wasn't much of a change except you know like when it comes to the COVID testing 
so just like less photo shoots basically because it's just mm -hmm. not in our budget to I just don't have it right now to make sure that everyone is safe on set so it's just better to just like let's just not even do it at all um that's one of the biggest differences is the social distancing aspect but prior to that we had already been working from different um locations so it's okay. myself it's our um creative director slash graphic designer hannah black and our senior photo editor slash graphic designer as well uh Yeo, and she just opened up her uh, own furniture store called nice vintage things i believe and it's in uh, new york so you can check that out too mm -hmm. um but yeah so we're all in different areas hannah's in chicago g's in new york i'm in the bay area mm -hmm. and um our contributors you know are all over la Seoul, whatnot so normally we had already been working from home technically or you know like coordinating things not physically there um yeah. and just kind of going from there if okay. I answered the question yeah 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 no I was sorry I was just processing like wow that you were already so global and working remotely I guess to bring this all together so that is interesting did you have to adapt your content around anything with the pandemic like your last issue or did you keep it still focused around your theme yeah, we had to adapt a little bit, yeah, towards that, just because, yeah, at the time, it was, yeah, very new, like, super scary. I feel like now people are a little bit less um, afraid. It's still weird, though, like, I'm still uncomfortable in some ways, or, yeah, yeah I'm not really certain, but, um, yeah, we, last year, um, a little bit we you know we talked about the pandemic a little bit but nothing too it, it wasn't too off like yeah it's been pretty much the same <laughs> okay gotcha gotcha and then um kind of moving on to just some like reflection questions so how have you been able to balance your work life and your personal life yeah um any insights or yeah tips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the tips just, you know, having boundaries, being clear in your boundaries. And th that doesn't have to mean anything like super crazy. Just boundaries for me is just, all right, no, I, I'm not going to be on the screen for X amount of time, or I'm going to, you know, commit X amount of time to, um, you know, housework and, you know, spending time with my husband and then X amount of time with my friendships, just, you know, like check in, you know, X amount of time with my family, things like that. So just being more clear about that doesn't have to be like super strict, but just being mindful, like, okay, am I, this, how much time is this taking up? Cause it's just, uh, it's just all about like time management and then the time mm -hmm. for myself. Cause it's like, I can't take on everybody's energy, not me. <laughs> I need uh, to chill for a little bit <laughs> and uh you know just self-reflect and decompress <laughs> gotcha. uh, so yeah that's basically what I do and at work you know it's pretty slow right now because of um the holiday time oh, but yeah. um balancing that though is a challenge it's it's different it is it's, it's a whole different thing because it feels so important especially you know, starting a family. So it's not like something that I can really just like blow off. Um, right. 
but I am grateful that it's pretty flexible and I'm grateful that I'm able to work from home and whatnot. So I'm at the stage now where I completely know how to do my job and now I'm training people. So that, you know, eases things up a little bit more, but um, yeah, it's a, it's just one of those things that as you get older, you, you figure it out. Like there's a time and place to do certain things. And right now the season that I'm in is just like, preparing for motherhood and that's pretty much that yeah awesome well, I'm going to be looking forward to your 11th edition then <laughs> oh yeah I know right like I'm like <laughs> I gotta start planning yeah so what are some goals you have for the upcoming years um, maybe end of this year to next year to the next five years ten years yeah a goal right now is kind of boring just work stuff so work related goals um I would like to you know have this other role at the company that I work at by the end of this year that is a huge goal of mine um but another goal is to be able to save money towards getting rid of my student debt and then like owning a home things like that so that's basically where I am is just more it's material, but it's like the material that I, I really want. Yeah. <laughs> so I want a home <laughs> and I want to get rid of some debt. That's, yeah, those are my goals. Those are very similar to my goals. <laughs> <laughs> debt is just a crazy thing, especially for students. Like, well, thank you for sharing about that. And then I just wanted to touch back on your upcoming issue. So it's coming out on November 29th. And could you give us a little sneak preview? I know you mentioned Samantha Tan. Yes. Is there anything else you could share about? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what can I share? It's, you know, that's a great question. <laughs> anything that I can share about this issue. It's a personal again. It's a must have. I can share that much. Like you should definitely get it because it's a part of, if, if you want to be a part of the InMag journey, it's another addition to that to the journey, um, you know, and I've already kind of announced things about the pregnancy, but, you know, okay. you get a little bit of insight with that. Okay. And um, we have some pretty cool guests in, in the editorial. I don't want to name all the names, but, you know, once it comes out, we'll see. So okay. that's really all I can say is just- That's totally fine. Thank you. for it. <laughs> awesome. And then just to wrap some things up, do you have any advice for anyone listening, it could be someone who also wants to start their own magazine. I would say that hmm, to just give yourself grace, be easing yourself, understand that, um, you know, it's a, this is a journey, like, and social media can sometimes, while it is very inspirational, it's also aspirational and don't let people's highlights, you know, get in your way or make you feel any kind of way like you're don't you can't measure success based on someone else's success so just you know be kind to yourself I think a lot of younger people are very hard on themselves um, because of the culture that we live in where you get to see people it looks like you know are doing so well with all kind of things um, but those are just the highlights and you don't necessarily know what someone's going through or what it took to get there. Sure, you know, definitely work for the dream life that you you want, but, you know, give yourself some grace. Don't beat yourself up if you're not. 
um, and in the in the place that you thought you would be at that very moment, mm-hmm. it will come. You know, eventually everything falls into place when you put in the work and just keep at it. But yeah, so I would just say just be patient and be kind to yourself. That's uh, my best advice. Don't 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 sweat it. It will work out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here and sharing about your magazine. So again, for all the listeners, if you would like to learn more about ISIS and the InMag, please follow them on Instagram at the underscore InMag. Um, Check out their website. Their new edition is coming out. We'll make sure to link everything in the description. Thanks again for being here. And thank you everyone for listening. Until next time, bye bye.